ButcherBox makes it easy and convenient to get the highest quality grass-fed, grass-finished beef, organic free-range chicken, heritage breed pork, and wild-caught seafood without any antibiotics or added hormones delivered straight to your door. For me, I love their ribeye steak with a smoke and reverse sear, their tender belly bacon, which is some of the best uncured bacon on planet Earth. ButcherBox partners with people, small farmers included, that treat their animals in the best possible way and never give any added antibiotics or hormones. When you join, you choose your box and delivery frequency. You can cancel at any time without any penalty, and ButcherBox delivers amazing and fresh meat right to your door in a 100% recyclable box. For a limited time only, get free chicken nuggets for a year and 10% off your first box when you sign up today and use the code WP. That's a 22-ounce bag of gluten-free organic chicken nuggets in every order for a year when you sign up at butcherbox.com forward slash WP and use the code WP. From some of the best elk hunters in the world. Across the canyon, pop up the other side and the wind is right at my back and blows right into it. I cut him off and say, I'm the best one, not you. I love it, man. I feel like I'm super blessed to call myself an elk hunter. To beat them at their game, to get them within that bow range, convincing them that I'm one of them. You've got to close that distance really quick on him. And if he's going to engage that much, that's a dead bull. Welcome to Western Contours Podcast. Sharing experiences, providing insight, and looking for solutions to become better hunters. Whether you're chasing bugles over the next ridge, sitting a stand out east, this is about passion. Pursuing our dreams of field, our lifestyle, the betterment of self and community, the enlightenment that comes from those moments spent in God's creation. Through these conversations, I hope you find insight, inspiration, education, and motivation to push beyond your limits. All right. Dane and Dustin, hard side hydration. What's happening, boys? Man, it's, it's been fun lately. Yeah. Busy, busy. Excited for spring to be here. Yeah, I think uh, I think all of us are itching for a little field time. And, you know, the, the people give me guff for it, but, you know, the little bit of the bloodlust starts creeping in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've had a couple of weeks of 60 degrees, like what, a couple of days of 60 degrees, and then it's like back to snowing again. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that's how it is. That's how it's been here on the western slope. We have today. We got maybe seventy to eighty mile an hour gusts. Power's going in and out. So, yeah, it's been fun. Yeah, big big change from what I'm used to, man. I'm only a a month and a half into this uh, mountain living. <laughs> oh, it's not being just yeah, they, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, it's a trip. You know, you come from. Uh, a place where it's it's pretty much eighty to eighty five degrees, three hundred sixty five days a year to this, and it's it's heaven. It is absolutely yeah. heaven, man. Yeah, it's a trip. Fly fishing. What is it? I, what is it? Six minutes to the river from the house. That's sweet. Never fly fished before in my life. I've been down there just about every other day, just throwing flies, trying to figure that mess out. Although right now the, the river's a Colorado's a little messed up because of all the low snow melts. It was just super, super cloudy and high water levels. So haven't been a few days, but man, yeah, I'm just itching. I'm itching to get in the woods, man, and just chase something, anything at this point. I'm not a big turkey hunting fan. I'll go out, yeah. but 
I can't wait right now. It's like, let's get it. Yeah, I've been getting after getting after some shed, looking for sheds and getting my kids outdoors and trying to hike around and doing a little trapping here and there. Creeks are starting to open up, so doing a little beaver trap and stuff like that. Nice. How do those uh, how do those beaver pelts? Do you, you do everything yourself? You keep them, you sell them. How's that go out? Yeah, I usually put them up myself and stuff, and uh, um, it's something you know. It's just fun to get the kids involved too. But you know, they're they're a lot of work, but. Um, get them tanned. We used to just send them off and get them tanned. I'd do everything but tan and then send them off. So you do anything with the cat. What is that? The caster you deal with yeah, that stink? It, it, works good. it works good for, uh, for other scents, you know, for lure and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, and you can, and you can't, uh, Oh no, just for, for beaver and stuff. And, oh. and you can, you can send those casters off and sell them to sell them to the, you know, to other trappers and stuff like that for, all kinds of different things. Yeah, that's cool. Trapping is uh trapping's pretty interesting, right? But it it just looks like a uh <laughs> is this too much? I don't need another hobby. <laughs> yeah. yeah some, I haven't work. been doing it my whole life, but I I've learned from some guys and it's it's my kids are really interested. In it. It's fun for kids, you know, because it, it's it's immediate, you know, you set and then they're so excited the next day to get back out there and go see what you got, you know. So how's beaver taste? yeah what was that how's beaver taste oh that's good is it yeah i mean you you especially you know when you're you gotta it's when you when it's fresh you know when you're checking the next morning or something obviously so mm-hmm. but so yeah back straps everything quarters good heck yeah well let's jump into uh hard side you know we we kind of Loosely met through uh, Heather Kelly, and then you guys were at the uh, Hunt Expo in Salt Lake, and uh, that was fun to watch, right, is to know to a point where you guys started and how early or, you know, you guys are along with your business, right, and to see the response and to see you guys, you probably should have been overwhelmed, but every time I saw you guys had smiles on your faces, like, this is the best thing ever, and it was... It was a great thing for me to see um, for a couple of reasons, right? One, I, I was getting, I was right at the precipice of the move and my nerves were like, what am I doing? And it may not relate to most people, but then you're looking at somebody going, look, these guys took a chance, right? And it just, it was like, okay, there it is, right? And then being, you know, kind of green in in my fly business with western fly the pack covers and the optic harness covers and whatnot and uh it was just motivational right it was good to see like i said you guys should have been just exhausted i mean it was non-stop i think when when i got with you guys and was like hey do you have any left and i think it was the last one no bottle (laughs) (laughs) so that was freaking that was so freaking cool man so how's it been since that hunt expo and then, and then talk about hard side too. What what started you guys down the journey? What made yeah. you guys, you know, come up with this uh, with this missing link? Yeah, well, you know, just to answer about the Hunt Expo, we were exhausted and <laughs> overwhelmed. There was a terrific response. You know, we uh, we couldn't ask for a better show. It was it was great to meet people that we, uh, you know, kind of talked to online on Instagram or over email. And just to be able to meet face to face, you know, it was really great experience for us for that. But. Yeah, it was it was really helpful. Our product is is something kind of new, so 
to be able to actually, you know, interact with people and have a chance to show them why we made it and just to, you know, talk with people. It was great, you know, and to, to meet other companies and kind of hear some other people's stories and, and get, get some, get some traction. You know, it, it was, it was exciting for us. So now you tell them how we, yeah, how um, we started. So, uh, I guess she's back to like 2018 guy. I was out in Colorado there with some, with some friends on a, on an elk hunt. And, um, you know, we were basically, you know, 10,000 feet back country hunting. And, uh, and I do have a background and, you know, I've done some backpacking, but not a ton. I used to work in Wyoming, did some elk guiding there and some things. So I have some experience of back country, but kind of switched it over from the horse stuff to, to doing more back country backpack hunting. So, mm-hmm. That was really 18 was my first year actually packing in. Well, you know, we, we had all the gear and doing all that, but, um, I had, I had a, a bladder pop on me as I was leaning back glass and I was like wondering what the, what was going on. And I realized like my whole bag was soaked on the inside, you know? So, you know, a couple of the other guys in our, our crew, you know, had, had bladders and analogies and things like that. But, you know, from then on, we were just kind of always, you know, on that hunt, we were trying to just come up with different ways and Googling, you know, what's, what's out there, come up with different, you know, more durable solutions and stuff. So fast forward, was it 2019 we went? Yeah. So, so yeah, Dustin came along. Uh, we did, did another hunt, you know, we're back out there again and <laughs> similar, similar experience with Dustin. Yeah. I had a, we were filling up at a little lake in Colorado up high again and I had, uh, it was a bag that, it wasn't a Sawyer bag, but it was a bag that I used to um, filter water through. And, oops, sorry about that. No, you're and good, then, you're uh, good. It reminded me to put mine on silent mode. <laughs> yeah. it, uh, it, you know, I just set it down and the thing started leaking. And I was like, what the heck, you know? And so that was frustrating to me and, I think we were walking probably the next day. I was telling Dane, I was like, I can tell you one thing. I'm not bringing bags again. It's going to be all bottles and I'm just going to run a tube into this bottle. And he's like, yeah, but nothing exists. We looked. (laughs) So I was like, well, let's make one. Yeah. So that kind of started it. We got home and in October, we had our first, you know, 3D printed prototype from it. And, uh, we went through like seven different prototypes. Yeah. And then some more background, you know, Dustin for your other job, you know, yeah, I, I, uh, my background's an engineer and I have, uh, a degree in business too. So it was kind of, it's kind of always been my thing. Like I've always wanted to start businesses and things of that nature. So it was kind of natural for me to want to keep pushing this, you know, it was a good idea. It was definitely doable. And so, you know, we had a number of people who were interested in doing it with us, but Dane, uh, Dane and I really were yeah. the ones who were like, let's, we're, we're all in, we're going to do it. You know, kind of like you were talking about guy, just, you know, we just, sometimes just got to go for it, you know, and <laughs> it took me a little while to get there, you know, family and, and, uh, you know, financial stuff, just figuring it out. But it's like, man, either, either go for it or you you're gonna you might be wishing you you did you know so isn't yeah. that a weird it, it, that's a weird aspect of it right it, it, you know that it's a good idea you know there's a place for yeah. it right if not you're gonna find a place for it but then you yeah. feel like you, you're looking for all the answers right it, you you have this list 
of stuff down on a piece of paper. And if you can't answer, you know, every single one of 60 of them, right. You're, you're yeah. sitting there looking for these answers instead of just doing. And, and man, yeah. I found recently, like with, you know, this move, we were just like, screw it. We're moving, you know, we're doing it and we're going to figure it out. <laughs> Come hell or high water. You're just going to figure out as you're going, you know, yeah. and you know, as, as just two guys here starting out, you have, concerns right you're you're thinking man any if this is really a good idea why isn't anybody else doing it and then what if we get ripped off you know by a bigger company with a bigger name we can't compete you know we don't have a brand or an image yet we're just starting out so you know you can think of those things all day long and they'll hold you up and stop you from yep. taking the next step. You know, you can think of a million reasons why not to do it. Yeah. It's kind of like just first time you decide you're going to go on this Western hunt yes, or you're going to do anything. You just, everything can't be perfect, you know, and, and maybe it is, but you just got to yeah. go for it. You know? No, it certainly wasn't easy. You know, yeah. we, we've, it's not exactly how we thought it was going to be. It's different and it's challenging and it's rewarding and uh you know it's it's a lot of fun it's it's been amazing and the community of people that we met at the hunt expo you know great people like you it's just been awesome to be in touch with those people and see that they support one another and you know just be around that kind of community yeah that i don't i don't want to start ranting in on that show because anytime I think about it, right, and you get in there, I, I remember walking in there and it was a year off and I walked through the doors and it's super early and I just felt like a kid at Christmas, man. I was like, I literally was walking. I'm like, yes, we're back, you know, and then everybody starts to file in and you're seeing those, you know, old faces and the new faces and man, it's just, just an amazing place, man. That camaraderie and community. It's uh, yeah. that that's the best show there is. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, luckily for us, you know, Dustin had did some research and, you know, we're being in Michigan based out of Michigan here, it's, you know, trying to figure out which ones we can, we can swing and make it to and, you know, how are we going to logistically figure all that out, you know, so I'm glad we picked the Western Hunt Expo. Yeah, we picked it kind of late and we were pretty fortunate to get into it. We didn't uh, really sign up for our booth until October, November. Oh, dang. Yeah, you got real, yeah, and yeah. you got prime, lo freaking prime <laughs> location, man. Well, what we did is we, we would, when uh, the booths would change, our booth would become open. We'd call right away and see if we could move to a different location or a better booth, you know. And so, um, yeah, we wish we would have been right on the aisle because we certainly would have got more traffic. But uh, you know, we had, we did okay, and and we we wanted to be where we were, kind of around that group of companies. Yeah, that was and, that was a prime spot. That was a great spot for you guys. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was a fun show and, um, you know, I don't, there are so many takeaways from it, but immediately when we're left, we're like, man, what's our next show now? You know, yeah. and just thinking about what our plans are coming up then. So you guys going to booth up at any of the, uh, 3d archery shoots or anything like that mountain archery fest or, or tack or anything. Yeah. We're planning to do, um, at least the mountain archery fest in Montana. Okay. And since a week from the tack in Montana, we'll probably do that one as well. So we'll kind of hit those back to back and see how that goes. But, you know, being 
again, this is our this is our passion, right? This is what we want to do full time, but we can't afford to do it full time yet. So we only have so much time we can spend doing that kind of thing that's and right. still get our hunting in the fall. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that yeah. So that's okay. So so you start start a podcast, right? And and then you you. <laughs> watch your your hunting seasons dwindle <laughs> and your time yeah. outside dwindle right and you're going wait a minute this is not why i started this <laughs> everything else everything else could be lopsided on this scale except when it comes to the fall seasons man i don't care i'm putting everything yeah. on the back burner for that and that's like I, I imagine like for a podcast that's what gives you your ba- you know it gives you your your base and your you know it allows you to do what you love to do which is why you're doing the podcast it, it, it's funny though because it the, the podcast will it's it's so unfair right because it <laughs> wants it wants recording time and and cancellations and resetting up recording time and editing and posting and pub- I mean it's just it's so it's so lopsided to the podcast, and if you let it, it will it will absolutely control your time in the field. And yeah. uh, up until last year, man, I, it was it was last year, and I was like, "Screw this! I don't care if I don't publish for a month; it doesn't matter. I want to be outside. That's why I do and, it." You know, you're probably a lot of your uh, your um, your your people, your listeners are probably hunting anyway, you know. So yeah. they'll, they'll fill in when they get in with their with their trips too, you know. Yeah, I was trying to load was up. To, yeah. I was talking to the owner of an archery company and uh he's like, man, you guys must really shut down around hunting season, you know, and everybody's probably out hunting. He's like it's the busy I hunt one week out of the year and we're busy the rest of the time. We're in the office, you know, or we're manufacturing the rest of the time man that that kind of stinks yeah yeah, it does (laughs) isn't that odd though i when when i talk to folks that that you know are on you know doing broadheads or doing arrows and they tell me that you know two weeks three weeks a month before season through season's the busiest and i'm going i know how is that even possible like what are we doing to where we're getting broadheads two weeks before season i'm like i thought all of, all that was just cliche you know people talking mess and man it's so funny to me that uh crap i didn't lose you guys i'm trying to move i'm on uh i'm on dustin's Tower. head there trying to uh keep it going but it's like damn what are we doing you know it's hunting season let's go enjoy this but you guys shouldn't be shouldn't be making arrows or shooting new broadheads you know during season like it doesn't make sense man it's crazy so one thing we skipped over um walk us through what what is uh what is hard side hydration um and then what is the swig rig let's talk yeah, about it and give a little description yeah, on that. Uh, yeah kind of important to talk about uh, <laughs> yeah so the name hard side hydration is uh Basically, we are emphasizing that we're using a hard-sided container, like a bottle, for a a hydration rather than a bladder or a bag that is prone to rupture or uh, be dirty, grow mold, you know, a lot of downsides. Yeah. So we wanted, that's kind of where our name comes from. And Swig Rig is our first product, which is a two-piece cap that goes on a Nalgene bottle. And then we'll accept a hydration hose so you can use it just like you would any bladder, like a camelback or platypus hose or any of those. Um, so you can put it inside your backpack. You can ride the Nalgene bottle on the outside of your backpack. 
and then just use it how you normally would. But it's easy to fill. It's easy to clean. You know, you can just throw your Nalgene bottle in the dishwasher. So you can run mixed drinks in it, like Mountain Ops. Wilderness Athlete, any of the, you know, yeah. powder drinks. And, you know, if you want to add some electrolytes or, you know, whatever you want to use in there, you know, because yeah. because it is so easy to clean. And that bottle, you can put it right in the dishwasher, like Dustin said. There. Yeah, and it stays leak-proof. So we have a uh, one-way valve in the lid that allows air to go in, you know, when you're drinking. But it's still if the bottle's turned over or falls over, it's not going to leak out any water. So, okay. So that was one of my tests before the episode. Um, yeah. like I've been using mine on, uh, out on the river fly fishing. So I just throw it in my fanny pack, man. I got a, got a Nalgene holder and, uh, hook it up to the shoulder strap on the pack, the fanny pack and fly yeah. fishing. I just lean over man. And the, and the, the, uh, the bite down on that, I really, really like it. it. It's some of them are a little bit too stiff. That one seems to be just about right. And the size of it, that's what got me. I was like, man, this size is just about perfect um, for this. And I just lean over, man, bite on it. But anywho, I go, I want to see how, because of the way the cap assembly is, right? You have the cap and then you guys correct me on it, right? You have the, basically it's flanged and then it has the the hole for the, uh, the straw on the bottom side and then the, your uh your drinking tube coming up so i go i wonder how that would behave if it was in the lid of my pack laying sideways is it gonna leak so what i did is i laid that sucker sideways i checked it today it's been like that for a week and it hasn't dripped the drop of water out of that thing so i was pretty impressed uh with that right because like you said that's a concern if my critical gear is in my pack and a bladder starts to leak or a bladder ruptures or I don't seal you depending on how it closes, right? Camelback for me, um, it's not a slam. Sorry, Camelback. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. You know, sometimes I'm filling up water and I don't get that screw on started right. Like if it's not perfectly flat because it's full of water, you know, it's going to have that little leak. And as I, you know, do anything, the pressure from my back against my pack and, and my contents, then all my critical gear, my clothes, my extra socks, my tent, my bag, whatever's in there is soaking wet. So long way around to saying I set it down, laid it down for a week um, in my pack in the back of the truck. It's been getting the shit kicked out of it, man. It hasn't leaked the drop. So good on you for that, uh, that there. Yeah. And, you know, I some people really like bladders and that's fine. You know, we're, we're not for everybody, but a lot of people immediately understand the benefits of running a hard bottle with a cap. Mm -hmm. You know, you tend to drink more when you have a drink tube and a bite valve. Um, so, you know, yeah. you, you stay hydrated that way, but you get some big benefits from using a hard bottle that if you don't end up, wanting to use your hose and bite valve you can just use it like a normal bottle you know and you're still going to have the same durability you would if you just had an algae and a bladder out there you can you know we have all you know these these things that you think of that you know are advantages like you know being able to not have to reach back and grab the bottle you know sometimes it's just some packs are different and they're they're kind of hidden it's like you have to do different things but you know having that hose right there and accessible makes it pretty easy um, yeah we went out we went out to take pictures on saturday we put in a few miles and i took it then and uh 
what I really liked is, you know, I dropped liquid IV in it and I don't care. Yeah. I ran, I ran my, uh, my swig rig over my right shoulder and had my bladder coming out of my pack with just regular old water in it off my left. And yeah. they're both clipped on, you know, so it's like, ah, liquid right. IV time, you know, lean over. Mm -hmm. But the nice thing, you know, when you're on the trail like that, like you said, if, if I want to use that, you know, say I, I take protein powder, I could use that now gene for my protein powder, rinse it right out. And then I'm yeah. back to, you know, electrolytes or liquid IV or mountain ops or whatever, you know, if you, if you need that yeah. boost and you want some pre-workout on the mountain, um, it just, man, it's, it, you can clean it in the field, right? I mean, it doesn't, the, the bladder doesn't happen like that, right? To clean a yeah. bladder out is, man, it's a pain in the butt, even at the house, you know, there's a couple that flip in and out, but. Um, yeah, those are, those make a little more sense to me. The one yeah. But, uh, and, you know, a lot of guys are, are taking a bottle anyway, because if they're making, uh, you know, a Heather's Choice meal or whatever, they're, they're going to have a bottle that they're pouring water from into that pouch. So, I mean, you've already got a bottle, you might as well. Yeah. utilize it heck yeah no i'm digging it and thus it, far and also you know having that allergene still gives you the uh, old back backpackers trick of boiling water in your allergene when it's freezing out too you know if you bring our cap i would trust it too but you know you could throw your other allergene cap and put it in your sleeping bag you know that gives you that option as well mm. yeah and it, it won't just fit now jeans right it'll fit any any 63 millimeter top right <laughs> Right. That's a pretty common size. Um, like some of the bottles that are similar to Nalgene that it won't fit are the H2 Go bottles. Um, sometimes you'll see those uh, bottles around. That's, I'd guess, the most popular one that it won't fit. It looks like it should. Yeah. It starts, but their threads are a little bit different. Um, but it'll seal pretty well on Hydroflask, Arctic bottles, insulated bottles. And there's just a, a ton of other plastic bottles and insulated bottles that it'll that'll use because that's pretty standard thread size on most and then the quick bottles. disconnect will fit the uh the hydro flask as well right that's the yeah. same it's the same one there because that was one of the things i talked to you guys about at the show yeah because that's what i run um <clears throat> shout out to hydro flask i there is in terms of soft bladders they are uh they're my go-to period um yeah and then you guys offer, uh, so you have the quick disconnect on there, but then you offer different hoses as well, right? You have the insulated, the uninsulated, which to me is huge um, to have those options. So let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah, so we have three options. We have an insulated hose, which is two layers where the neoprene uh, is directly applied to the hose. It's extruded on the hose. So we give you like 40 inches of hose, which is way more than anybody would need. So the idea there is you would cut it with fit my your child pack. mind. Damn son. You fit all that in that bag, yeah. buddy. <laughs> well, you know, some of <laughs> I digress, go ahead. Sorry, man. <laughs> uh, so basically what we want you to be able to do is cut it to fit your pack, you know, depending on if you're running your bottle in the bottom of your pack in the top of your pack off to the side maybe you're running it on one side and you want to run the hose around the back of your neck to the other side of your shoulder strap there's enough to do that so uh with that neoprene directly applied to it you can cut it anywhere and the whole length is still going to be have some insulation on it so that's kind of why we chose that hose and it's really durable still really flexible um 
great for cold weather, not great for uh, a long time in sub-freezing temperatures. So one of our goals for next winter is to have a kit available that's going to do a lot better for really ultra cold temperatures. If you're out in yeah. snow all day, um, keep keep your system from freezing up and make it usable all day long. So that's one of our goals in terms of insulation. Yeah. Then we have other two other hoses. We have an orange and a clear. They're the same except for the color, and those are multi-layer hoses too. Um, we're having them specially made. They have a UV protectant in them, so they're not going to break down over time like a silicone hose would. But they're still really soft and flexible. Uh, they're they're unlike any hose that is on the market right now. And they the liner inside helps remove any of that plastic taste that you might get on a hot day. You know, when you go to take a drink, that first and, drink, and there. Yep. Is a lot of that taste comes from the bladder, but some of it comes from the hose, and this liner is supposed to eliminate that. And so we've we've been really happy with it. We've, we've tested it. Tested it. Great. Yeah, that's what I used last year on our on our uh, El Conton. It was it was really great. So um, yeah, we'll so that's that's our new one. We're going to be pushing out this spring, and it's going to be available in clear, which is like a translucent. It's not crystal clear, and then uh, the orange color, which a lot of people are liking and then both of those oh sorry man. yeah they'll be, they'll be long enough just like the insulated where you know you're going to want to customize and we got a lot of videos showing people in our learn section on the website at hard side hydration you can see you know those instructions for how to cut that um, once we get those in yeah that's what i was going to say too is you know and I could see folks doing it right. So the quick disconnect, you go from the bottle and I, I think I did about eight inches, um, mm -hmm. quick disconnect there. And then that way, whatever, you know, however I'm using that, I can, uh, keep it strapped to my shoulder strap or strapped to my bino harness or, um, you know, mm -hmm. my, my fly fishing rig, you know, on that shoulder strap, um, pull that quick disconnect, do what I have to do with the bottle, click it back up. And I don't, I never have to move that shoulder strap, um, or that, that drinking straw position. So I thought that was pretty cool that you guys just include that with the system. Yeah. A lot of times I just leave, uh, I leave mine, my hose always on my pack basically. And so when I get home, I'll take my bottle out and, you know, wash it. And I'll always have that sitting there ready to go so I can fill up, but the hose really never leaves my pack, you know, cause unless I really have to clean it. If yeah, I was running some drinks. And yeah. Stuff. If I was running something in it, but. Usually it just stays on my back. So that's what's nice about the quick disconnect. And our website, if you don't want the quick disconnect, you, we have an option where you don't have to have it. You can, it's kind of all a la carte. So you can just add it, build your system how you want it. You don't have to buy, you know, the same system if you don't need all the components. Yeah, even our hose, like at the show, we just had the swig rig, you know, but that swig 63 cap we sell separately on the website in case somebody's just in love with their own hose, you know, mm -hmm. they can just add that to analogene and and go for it. But we yeah. think our we think the hose that we have is going to be game, you know, we think it's a game changer, the the orange and the the clear and then the insulated. Yeah. So but and our bite valve like you're talking about guy, it's uh we had, you know, we started out with a different bite valve and we switched to this, this one we're using now. We just think it's awesome. The flow is really high flow valve and having that on off switch, you know, you can, I don't even have it leak when it's in the on position, but if you do switch it to off, you're just guaranteeing that it's not going to leak, leak out of that hole. Now, how I mean, did, we could, oh, 
Go ahead. Because it's so much styles that, you know, leaked or, you know, different yeah. things. And they were just so slow. You're drinking in it. You're waiting for the water. But, yeah. So that's I, what we're happy. With. Like I said earlier, I think the size of that bite valve too, um, man, at least for me is, is just perfect, man. I was like, weird right something to something to notice <laughs> like the size of the bite valve but some of them are so narrow that you don't feel like you can bite them you know off to the side or anything you feel like you got to do it on the front there and it's kind of a pain in the butt and that one man i lean over and grab it and give it a bite and it's good to go you know <clears throat> so how does it do how's the system do uh the valve and everything in terms of uh like the hydration drinks right when you're putting those powders through that are you guys seeing seeing any leaking, seeing anything like that adverse from those powders? No, no, no they don't seem to have any impact on it. Um, one of the things when we designed this, we really wanted everything to be really simple, come apart easy. <clears throat> you know, obviously there's no tools involved. The whole bite valve assembly, everything you can pull apart with your hands. There's no springs or any parts that are going to like wear out over time and None, nothing should leak over time. So really we have one product and which is great that people like it. Um, but you know, the reason people are coming back and buying another one is generally because they want to give one to their friend or, you know, their wife's using one or their spare part. You know, we have extra straws say, you know, we, yeah. that straw comes in our kit for a 48 ounce. It's cut because we think that's the best you know, size to use, you know, but people are running them on 32 ounces. So we have spare straws on there. You know, if you want to cut those straws down to any bottle, you know? Yeah. But really the, when you buy one, it should last you pretty much forever. Like it's never going to get moldy and go bad. It's never going to start leaking. It should never, you know? And so we say it's pretty much guaranteed for life. If you ever have a problem with it, you know, just get a hold of us because yeah. nothing on it should ever fail. One one thing about it. Give me one thing about it. One negative about it. Can you? Yeah. Um, one from each of us. We'll try. You gotta, we got to be. <laughs> no. So yeah. the, the handle is not as big as I guess it could be in order to carry it and carry it around, you know. But I think I would change very few things about the cap design. Um, I might add some more protection on the top rim to prevent any debris from falling in around that valve. But because uh, like when you go through a lot of pines, thick pines and stuff, you can get some pine needles collecting mm -hmm. in there. But, you know, it's as simple as just Turn dumping it out. Yeah. Oh, you know, to start to notice a bunch of debris, you just dump it out. Or, yeah. You know, like, like it's not getting in your water. It's just on the cap. Right. And the one other thing we didn't talk about, which is unique and awesome about our cap, is it's two pieces. Because if it was one piece, when, you know, as you go to tighten it, it's going to spin around in circles and the hose is going to be twisted, you know. So that's another thing that's just like all this stuff yeah. and the way it fits on there, it just it's locked on that analogy genus, but you know, it just goes on there. Perfect. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But what do you got for us? I want to hear some. Yeah. I, I, I was hard pressed to find anything wrong 
uh, with it. I, I disagree on the handle size because when I go to grab it and pull it out of the pack or pull it out of my uh, my fly rig, man, I just put two fingers in that sucker, pull it right out. Um, I think any, especially with fly fishing, I think any larger on the handle, it might, it, and I suck because I just started, <laughs> it might mess with me a little bit. But uh, okay. that's why I asked because I was hard pressed to find anything um wrong with the system and how you guys designed it like i said i laid it's been in the back of the truck laying in my pack with my pack open close under it and i'm waiting to see it leak right and and i didn't have that and that's why i asked the question usually i can come up with something and that's i'm a i'm a gearhead right so i want to find something wrong right i don't know why that is but it just is like, I'm going to beat the shit out of this. I don't want to find it in the field. I want to find it before I get to the field, before September, um, you know, when I'm out there chasing. I don't want it to go wrong then. So I'm looking as I'm using prior to season. And I couldn't find nothing, boys. Um, one of the one of the great positives that I, that I noticed right away uh, was you guys, and this is, you started this early on, right, is the membership uh, with 2% for conservation. So let's talk yeah. about that a little bit. You know, folks, you start something and that's not the first thing you think about. But as I'm going through you guys' social feed, it was really looked like, man, one of the first things you guys thought about was was getting on with 2%. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I'll go. Um, uh, it definitely was from from day one. We were, we were figuring out, you know, what can we once we grow this company, we're going to do it, you know, do it and involve conservation from the from the start, you know, so. By doing that, you know, um, I actually, one of the, a guy that does all the companies that come on with 2% is one of my good friends and his name's Marcus and the podcast is Average Conservationist there. So um, we we reached out with him and got a hold of Jared Frazier and figured out how we can, you know, just kind of commit to 2% right off the start and, and start looking at what where locally we can be doing, you know, what we can be doing for conservation here. We're pretty blessed to live in an area in Northern Michigan where it's just surrounded by public land and, uh, you know, different, you know, all types of different river and, you know, trout unlimited in any way we can be working to do cleanups and start, you know, being a voice for conservation in the area here. So. Um, yeah. Regardless of what we are going to do with this company, we wanted to be true to ourselves. Yeah. And so, you know, that's part of what we believe in. And so it was a situation in which, you know, it's kind of like when you're putting money away for retirement, if you get a raise and you just take that added money and continue to put it away, you never feel that if we start this from the beginning, it's only, it's only going to be easier. I feel like to continue to support those efforts as we go. Why is that important to you guys? Uh, for me, you know, it's just preserving these wild places, you know, uh, just my whole background and, from from a start as a kid with my dad and you know being able to enjoy the outdoors and um, to get my kids out there and, and make sure what we have here is is available whether it's you know um, having the ability to hunt uh, in you know in these places that we love but you know you know just doing everything we can for conservation so yeah for me I pretty much grew up on private land and so then when I oh he's one of those guys. Well, <laughs> <laughs> so, no, private land in Michigan, so that is what it is. Yeah. As I got older and, and moved away, um, you know, it was it was apparent to me how important uh, being a steward of the public land is. 
and making sure we take care of it in a way that uh, we're all going to have access to it and like our kids are going to have access to it and even grow those public lands you know that'd be that'd be important to to me and my family as we continue to get older because I think that's a really precious uh, resource we have in the United States. And it's something a lot of countries don't have. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. The fight we've been in for the last year, year and a half has just been like an onslaught, man. Just one after the other, after another, after another, after, and I mean, it's just nonstop, just madness. So I, I appreciate, truly appreciate you guys taking, taking that stance early on and uh and putting your money where your mouth is i, th I think it's hugely important so i, I want to make sure we talk about that and commend you guys on that so everybody listening you know you go on hard side and you get a swig rig uh two percent of that purchase is going to two percent for conservation than whatever else these gentlemen uh feel like uh they need to put their uh their money to so good on you guys for that um have you heard about i gotta plug it i'm sorry how for wildlife.org no, I don't think no, so. No, I, I haven't. Okay, so after That's this, you guys go go get on Howl, sign up completely free. Uh, but my buddies, uh, Charles Whitwam and John Stallone, started this organization uh, middle of last year. And it's the, the first ever action site for, for hunters, for fishermen. You go on and, and you can go into the action center and you can hit whatever floats your boat, right? California bear hunting right now is just under attack like crazy you can hit that yep. and, and in 30 seconds right it'll send a letter to legislature 10 80 in 30 seconds i mean it's that freaking easy you can use right. their template for the letter or you can get in there and you can modify the letter to you know put your sentiment to it um which the folks that are actually reading them are saying wow this is this is pretty impactful i didn't realize you know that that this was such a big deal to people. Uh, so, you know, check it out. Howforwildlife.org. I'll send you guys a link. Um, awesome. Yeah. yeah, those guys are, they're doing uh, doing wonderful, wonderful things over there at Howl. So good up, good up on them as well. So let's talk yeah. about it. That's one thing with the 2% site I really liked is, you know, right, they have a good map on there that shows you events that are happening in your area, you know. So right when we first started, you know, we were talking with Jared and, and them about that. And, it was, you know, it was awesome. We got to, you know, find out some cleanups and different things. And it's like, all right, we need to organize our own. You know, it's just it's it's it's, it's contagious, really, when you start to see when you, you know, we got we met with a bunch of different crews and cleaned up this huge game area. And it was, it was, it was, it was a good thing. So spinning me now, uh, I was going to start talking about September, but that's yeah. important, right? Is, is we, yeah. is the financial aspect of it, right? Is, is where we put so much into, right? Hey, I donated my $35. Um, and I got a yeah. free t-shirt, but those, those efforts in the cleanups and the restorations, um, and just being a steward to the land, um, in time and not just money is a big, big deal, man. Big deal. <clears throat> Are they, uh, I, I know 2% promotes it, but what do you guys, isn't that 2%? Is it 2% of your time? 2% of money? How does that work? It's one and one. One, one and one. one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's awesome. So, 
I digress. September. (laughs) (laughs) What's up with elk season? What you guys got planned? What are you looking at? Well, I put in for New Mexico, so I'm hoping. I I really swung for the fences, though, on it. Like, I I put in all the best units, so we'll see. I'm crossing my fingers for that. But if if not there, I'll probably end up in uh, Colorado for archery at the very beginning. And then uh, maybe back there in second season rifle with my dad. Nice. He's been wanting to do an elk hunt out there, so uh, be rifle for him though. He's, he, he can't do the bow. So what, what part of the state, if you don't mind me asking, are you guys hunting when you're out here? Um, I guess it'd be Southern. I don't know if you can well, no, Southern. for the last year it was Northern. Yeah. And last year, yeah. we, last couple of years we hunted Northern area, but man, last year there was just, I mean, it was the time we went, I think we went in the third week and there were just so many hunters around. It was just an over-the-counter tag, but there were just so many hunters. So try new new places. Go somewhere further south this year. Yeah, uh, for me, I've been the last few years. Besides last year, I didn't make it with the injury, but uh, <laughs> this year I'm heading out to. Uh, hopefully, uh, I I should be. It looked like if going off the of last year, should be hopefully drawing a, a rifle mule deer tag in Wyoming. So nice kind of some area I used to uh, work in and. A long time ago, but <laughs> seem, but yeah, I'm excited to get back into some kind of country that I haven't been in a while. But uh, high country mule deer hunt uh, that first first week there, or the uh, you know the opener for Wyoming, and then um, back to Michigan, and then uh, possibly a second season, uh, you know, over the counter rifle hunt there in in, uh, in Colorado. It's either that or go two weeks in a row. I don't know if the family, <laughs> I don't know if the family if I could pull that off. That's what I want to do, which is why it's, like, it's just tough from Michigan to you know to be doing what we want to do. You know, right. so you guys fly out or you drive. We need, to, we need to make the move. You you're, that you're that you did that. Hey, you know, man, so. <laughs> I put myself right where I needed to be. That's as I told the wife. Yeah. The only criteria is that I want to be able to see elk in the evening and see elk in the morning if I want to, and it's yeah. yeah can't uh you guys have to hit me up if you come second to season rifle yeah it, uh, yeah so i mean it's being out there is really something we want to do but yeah you know i think that's part of we're bringing the families out to montana this summer so that'll be part of the trip is like hey guys don't you think it's <laughs> yeah that's kind of, we know we're, we're doing it we're gonna we're both it's like you know we'll be traveling in a convoy out there convoy. but no like, first yeah. getting, the, getting the families out there and getting everybody you know we know we're you know i personally know you know it's just making sure that uh trying to find the right area to, to be for a business and kind of yeah you know it's uh, we want to be at every trade show we want to be at every all of these archery <laughs> events you know we're we're uh you know we're we're excited to have we're going to be doing the one in michigan we talked we talked about those i guess but we're doing the, the tack here in michigan um in June and we've, I've been shooting that for a while, but, and I'll be really excited to do one in a different state. So, and have a booth there. I don't know how much I'll get to shoot, but (laughs) that's the hard part. When you booth up at the archery events, you're lucky. You're lucky if you get half a course in. If yeah, I go a couple. Yeah, just yeah. in the afternoon, or you find a slow time, but yeah, there's no slow time. That's the problem. (laughs) 
Hey man, it's going to be hot. Everybody's going to need a swig rig out there. there. Is, yep. <laughs> and yeah. it's, it's just, we ran ours at the, at the tack and it was, it was sweet because, uh, you know, it works good with a lot of just lighters, packs and stuff, right. You yeah. know, so, you know, we've, it, it's like I said, it's sweet. It's nice to be able to run some powdered drinks in there. So, so, you know, we, we've talked about this, right. And, and, I guess the context of us discussing it, we we've kind of talked about it in a Western hunting fashion, right? I mean, yeah. it works fly fishing, right? I could attest to that, but right. Our, our tree stand brethren, right. Which you guys, you know, in Michigan, that's, that's pretty prominent, right? Um, you guys got any holders or anything for the stands or you think about anything like that to, to facilitate oh, our tree stand brethren? I, uh, I was past it. Like all my friends, you know, basically everybody that was hunting last year, bow hunting, it was just awesome. You know, if you think about, you know, for me, I'm kind of, you know, like I, I hunt out of a climber a lot or a regular stand, or I'm, I need to make the switch to the saddle. I'm looking at those, but everybody's hunting those, but for whitetail stand, I usually put my pack over my, you know, my back right shoulder. I'm a right-handed shooter. So, you know, being able to just stand up and just grab that hose and not have to get your bottle, you know, and especially these all day sits where you're, you're drinking 48 ounces in a, you know, your a whole sit for the day. It was mm-hmm. enough water for, me for, for most all day sits, you know? So if I was hunting the rut, I just, it was sweet and it's a lot less movement, you know, uh, yeah. quieter. So I would just kind of take that hose and just kind of lay it on. Like I was, I was running like a summit climber. So just laid on the arm there works pretty yeah. sweet. Yeah. I think there's there, if people used it, they would find a use for it. But the Midwest has really not been a a big area for us where, you know, people are like, oh, yes, definitely. You <laughs> yeah. know? But people out West, are, they see it and they're like, oh, yes, I need that. What, you know? what, okay. So I, I'm gonna, I, I very rarely give give the tree stand and blind guys credit. Right. But I, yeah. I am I'm a, a huge advocate for them at the moment they're tough sons of bitches, right? Because they don't care about the pretty gear for the most part, right? And all in, and, and the yeah. newest rig and the newest, this, and then the sons of bitches are out there still in cotton, right? In a tree stand. Yeah. And it's, oh. <laughs> it's 40 degrees with an 18, a negative 18 wind chill, man. I mean, it's, you know, so they're tough sons yeah. of bitches. That's, that's probably what you're up against. They're still it's, drinking it's out of the Stanley hard. thermos. Sit there. It's hard to sit there and it's not boring. Do I mean, it's like yeah. my kids, I'm like, oh, you know, I, I take them all, you know, short little windows, you know, and I think about my dad, like sit here <laughs> for, for the whole day. And it's 13 just, hours. It's, it's just, yeah. that's why, you know, even trying to get my wife into hunting, I'm like, it, it's so much different Western hunting, you know, here we're, you're not just, you're, you're moving, you know, yeah. you're not sedentary, you're just sitting there. So, but yeah, for the that's what I was telling Dustin before. Like, if if whitetail hunters had to sweat, they would know what they need to swig. Right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, maybe when you're dragging. But I, there's I and I use a lot of my same. T- you know, I I hunt back in some really far areas of public land in Michigan, and you know, I'm packing deer out on my bag, on my bag, in my bag, and on my back. But so I use it. I use it a lot. But yeah, it's not like uh, <laughs> if we put it in our local good sporting goods store, it will probably sell a few, but. Yeah, it, it uh, once they if they did try it, they would realize that it's pretty dang sweet. But I, I mean, look, they're weary. Whitetail are weary anyway, right? And then if, <laughs> if folks are hunting tree stands, they're looking up. So if you're sitting there, you know, right. and you're doing this oh, yeah. and you're doing this, you're blowing yeah. it for yourself, right? And who knows when that deer sees you? It's way before you see him. Yeah, sweet little yeah. swig rig, sneak that straw up, bite it, sip it, man, put it back. Yeah. 
It's all good. And that's why we got we got the clear hose too, you know, because I got friends that are like, oh, that orange hose is gonna stick. I'm like, come on, man, they're, they're colorblind, all right. But uh, yeah, so we got the clear hose, we got the orange hose, but uh, it's funny, but um, I'm yeah. So. <laughs> no, that it's a it's a great product, you guys. Um, man, why don't you guys drop uh drop all the info again the the website. Uh, if they have questions, how they get a hold of you, the Instagram, et cetera, et cetera. Sure. Yeah. Our website is www.hardsidehydration.com. And uh, we're on Instagram at hardsidehydration. And uh, they can email us through our website, or we have a kind of a chat feature on our website that they can get. And that'll go right to our phones and we'll respond as soon as we get it. And, um, what else they can reach out on Instagram yeah. phone. We yeah. try to be active on there. So getting better. Yeah. yeah. We have phone. <laughs> you can, we got the phone link on our website. Give us a call and uh, yeah. Anybody can call there. Yeah. You'll, you'll get one of us, either Dane or myself when, <laughs> when you call us. So we're, we're looking out for our customers too. Yeah. Customer service, huge man. I think it's a one right outside of a really good product, but, uh, can't yeah. beat good customer service. All right, yeah, boys. Oops, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, you know, coming up next fall, we want to have some new products, but we've we've got prototypes. They're in development, but we're not going to put anything out that doesn't meet. Like you said, it's got to be, it's never going to fail in the field type of product. So it's hard to develop those sometimes, you know. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, and definitely. If you if somebody if anybody has ideas on hydration, that's our that's our yeah. gig right now. So you know, um, shoot us an email or something if if, anybody, if if you have anything we can do better. So yeah, cool. Well, I appreciate the time, gentlemen. Uh, look forward to seeing you guys' growth, and I'll be running the swig rig man on all my outings, man. I I appreciate it. Uh, you guys send them off with. Uh, Send them off with a little conservation point and why they should take action. Conservation point? Well, let's see. You want to keep wild places wild. So you obviously don't want to litter, right? So we're preventing uh, all the littering from the water bottles yes. and throwing away bladders every two yeah. years because we should probably have that all calculated to how many <laughs> millions. How of, many you uh, save? Yeah. Um, you know, but yeah, seriously, no. it's a, it, yeah, it, it matters. You know, every, <clears throat> you know, the stuff that everybody does matters every little thing. And so um, being mindful of what we do out there and how we conduct ourselves, each and every one of us is important. And, uh, you know, we want to be as responsible as we can, both as individuals when we're out there on the mountain and as a company. And so we're going to keep all that stuff in mind and, uh, and, and try to be active in making places better, you know, making sure those hunting opportunities stay available for everybody. Heck yeah. All right, gents. Once again, I appreciate it. Thank you for your time. Thank you for jumping on this episode. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, guys.